0: final episode of 2024, I sit down with type designer Anna Korash. Anna is currently based in The Hague, Netherlands, where she completed the Type Media Master's program in type design at the Royal Academy of Arts. Her graduation project, Loza, will soon be available on Women in Type platform. Today, she's balancing commercial projects with her own experimental typefaces and teaching type design online. In this conversation, you'll hear from Anna about her background in type design and her newest experimental typeface, INVERT, why it started, how it got going, and where it is now. You'll learn how variable fonts work and Anna's unique technical and creative constraints in this highly complex typeface. Anna shares why platforms like Future Fonts are ideal for experimental projects like this, Invert's future expansion plans into other writing systems, as well as which typeface Anna would use for the rest of her life if she had to choose, but it's a hard choice. I encourage you to head over to futurefonts.xyz and download a free trial version of Invert to play along as you listen. Also, check out the show notes for this episode to see Anna's generous sharing of her process in designing this typeface at talkpaperscissors.info. All right, let's listen in.
1: Uh, So I started uh, working as a graphic designer, I think, in uh, 2019-18, and I did a lot of graphic design, also worked in a time design, type design studio from the very beginning. After graduation from the university, I studied uh, graphic design in Moscow University in Russia. Um, My final project was already a typeface, but super boring one. I was just learning through it, but I already knew that it's um, an interesting area. And I always like to experiment uh, with the shapes of letters and uh, trying to make some crazy, weird things. after that, I uh, applied for the type course in type media in uh, the Netherlands uh, Royal Academy of Arts. It's like one of the famous places um, to study type design. I was super happy that I was ex- accepted and uh, it was a very nice year. Uh, 2021, we, we were a very nice group uh, from all around the world and still um, connected. And um, after graduation, I'm working as a freelance type designer uh, based in The Hague, uh, working with the different um, type design studios mostly, and uh, work as a, like, either uh, work on the type families expansion or uh, design Cyrillics or Hebrew that I'm kind of native to. And
0: maybe we can also dive right into your newest creation, which is how I found you online. And this newest creation, this typeface is called Invert. So can you maybe speak to a uh, link in the show notes, some, a uh, link to the typeface and to this type specimen document so listeners can head over there and take a look while you're speaking, but can, can you just explain a bit about this typeface and, and the inspiration behind it as well?
1: Yes sure it's like it's one of the my my first experimental things published yet and i'm very happy that it was so popular and it gave me so many feedback from people that i've never heard about before it's a typeface um that interpolates between the black and white and back um it's like a forms and counterforms and it started um from actually one letter uh, during my course uh, at Type Media, I made a letter G, and I thought if it's possible to make to make this thing work for one word, maybe like more like a logo type thing. I was very skeptical about the the opportunity to this thing to work. Uh, so I made the word, and it was uh, very uh, geometrical because it's easier to control the shapes. And then I thought like. What if I can make the whole typeface out of it? And then I should make it somehow a tool for people to use because you should be able to type things and not only in the order that, that is expected by the author of the typeface, but in any order. So I, I started to think about the system uh, of the typeface and it first had the name black and white, which was the most obvious uh, solution. But then I thought like, yeah, what if uh, it will be used in some other ways and maybe I should uh, find some some more like uh, abstract name for that uh, thing and it was mostly my uh, pleasure to work on these shapes and this like logical task in my free time because on like an usual work time I was working on some uh, normal like uh, maybe sometimes boring typefaces uh, with like uh, a lot of polishing things so it was my like, like um a voice of uh, freedom and I really enjoyed working on this one as I already said it started from the from the one letter uh, and then I was trying to in, uh, expand it to the whole alphabet and it was mostly lowercase first because uh it's um, it's easier to have some some shape around and I thought like uh, it is good to, to begin from because you also have a, a, some some logically it would be white space but in our case I will still name it white space but it, it can interpolate from the black to white. So you like mostly uh, have something on top and on the bottom of the letter that can define the shape still even if it doesn't have the the, the stems and strokes, and uh, I did also some few more experiments of the forms. I thought maybe it shouldn't be that geometrical. Maybe it can be something more like pen-related or brush-related shapes, uh, more usual and more readable maybe for the users. But then it turned out that um, it, it could work, uh, but it wouldn't make the interpolation much harder to control and then it would create a mess in the middle of the design space and uh, my own idea was to make the 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 interpolation look good even though it couldn't be like readable in the middle anyway but just uh, to make it as smooth as possible uh, was my uh, main goal for this for this experiment and maybe I wouldn't even name the the thing a typeface but like Logically, it is, but it's it's uh, mostly the system of two components that really influence each other and they can't work without. Like I mean, they can work, but the magic happens in the middle. So it's um, it's uh, mostly based on the variable font uh, technology. Yeah. Um,
0: can, can I ask you? Can I jump in for sure. just a second? So I love the idea of the magic being in the middle, kind of in in the interpolation, in the the flip from positive space to negative space. Now, was there a letter? You started from the letter G. I love the letter G because it's like the the best letter ever, both capital and lowercase, in my mind for uh, just. Play and experimentation, yes, yes. As, as you've alluded to. What was the most difficult letter?
1: I would actually say that letter G is, especially lowercase one, is quite difficult to make work because, as you uh, can imagine, it has a very complex shape around the letter, and it also has a three or like mostly three white spaces inside of it. Uh, so, like to make it interpolatable. And to make it smoothly interpolatable without a lot of overlapping in the middle, it was super hard to make. I tried a few different versions, um, and there was a lot of trying uh, and testing um, because, like the, the the static masters work already quite well, but then I was trying to make the interpolation work better without changing the anchors position or like points positioning. And uh, for this one, I did a lot of experiments. And another one was uh, ampersand, was also super hard.
0: Can you kind of walk me and any listeners through how, what you mean by using variable font technology?
1: Um, yeah. So like, um, I would say that uh, originally, there are usually some Xs in the typeface for example, weight axis, or width axis, or um, optical size. And these are classic ones. And uh, the variable font technology just gives the opportunity for the designer to choose not the static master, static style, let's say, on the corners, or like something in the middle that is defined by a a type designer, but it's like like a tool where you can choose any position in the middle or even use the the animation with it uh, based on the the smooth transformation from one point to another. And this is something quite already not that new. And there are a lot of uh, nice experiments on this uh, field, I would say. I really enjoy uh, things that uh, James Edmondson does with it or like other type designers. But this one, um, it was... uh, my own challenge to make it work uh, and it's not a classical uh, variable font because usually in the middle, the masters are quite usable. So that, that, that would be a regular between bold and light, and then you can use it and it's nice. But in this case, it's not, it's not particularly true. You can't use the middle things. It's mostly the animation, uh, but uh, it's just the way that it works very smoothly. And it's the, just the, the fact that it actually can work, it makes it, I think, nice to to look at and to explore.
0: So if I can understand correctly, or if I am interpreting invert correctly, you've got one custom axis. And you've got, uh, basically, as you move along that slider, the middle uh, is the kind of the transformation that the actual movement and then you move to the other side and it inverts to kind of the opposite whether it's positive or negative um, uh, kind of shape of the character is that correct yes exactly
1: okay yeah so the middle part is not is not working it's not readable but uh, it's just the, the path from one to another um, I mostly started to draw it from the, uh, let's say, black space around the letter because it's less uh, usual and it's not op- that obvious what are the important things that make the letter readable and uh, how many details uh, do I need to make the letter like uh, recognizable as a shape and then uh, how complex are these details. And already from, from this point, I uh, jumped back to the, to the normal uh, black shapes, uh, black s- uh, strokes and lines, and uh, from the pieces that I had on the black version, I created the, the normal letter. And um, this uh, like reversed uh, engineering thing helped me a lot, because otherwise it's quite easy to, to make the, like the stencil typeface from the pieces, But then to make it work as a a reverse thing is quite complicated and it was very interesting for me. I was also trying to first to count the amount of the pieces that I need to create the letter and then also to uh, use as less points as possible so that um, the shape will not change a lot. Uh, Like ideally I would like to keep the amount of the points from one in uh, master to another, but it's not always possible because, yeah, I mean, someone who who made the letters look like they are didn't think about the black version, like the the black background version. So sometimes uh, the black version is much more complex than the white one, and this I didn't find a way to to solve this issue. So I added points and I. Uh, Hided them, uh, just put it two points in one place and then they could move while interpolating to make uh, another style work uh, but I was trying to, to avoid it and I think it's like endless game it's a brain exercise and you try to find the best solution it's like a chess game uh, in a way, so you like try to think what will be the best or if I change uh these pieces, or maybe I will change places, or I will cut the letter in a different place, or maybe another construction. So it's like, it's like a very interesting long process. Uh, but I was trying to stop at some point, even though, uh, some letters are not perfect yet, but we'll see. <laughs> it's just the first version on the future phones. So maybe I can uh, continue working on it.
0: It sounds like a puzzle. that that you're (laughs) right that you're trying to figure out so maybe my my next question is then at what point did you say yes this is complete enough if we know that design work and particularly an experimental typeface like this one is a lot of of kind of play and you're doing things you haven't tried before and you're trying to then ship a final product that doesn't always it's it will never be complete it's just the nature of creative work it will never be complete at what point did you say yes this this is complete was it a, a space of frustration or a space of oh, like uh... deep <laughs> pride and contentment
1: i would say it was uh, some frustration in it because after Tech media i got used to like to polish shapes very much and I knew for this typeface that it's not really possible, even to make it consistent enough to make like a no kerning, let's say, possible. Or like there will be huge black holes or something, and uh, it made me feel bad sometimes. Uh, I was trying to to mostly balance the the stem thickness in the black version, and then already the, the white version followed somehow. Um, and I was also trying to imagine, like, if anyone would like to use it, like, it should be, even for the experimental typeface, readable enough so that people can recognize the shapes, and the shapes could should be somehow consistent, they should have some rhythm. Um, like, the concept of a future fonts platform helped me a lot, because otherwise, I wouldn't publish the thing. It would never be finished enough to be a complete thing. But in this case, I could say, yes, that's, that's like a beginning of my experiment, that's a challenge, and maybe I would get some feedback from people so they think this works or this doesn't work, and then I could continue working on it. So it was like that. Um, and uh, I was also like creating, cre- created some small uh, features to make it work as, as you probably can see. Uh, the letters move, they are moving from the middle of the of the frame to in the black version. They are moving to the right so that, let for example, letter I is not in the middle of the of the plat- the, the the letter uh, platform, but it's on one side and then it's not readable without something after. So I made the white space to close this this shape to make it at least visible, and then I had to make um. Uh, double white space for the caps, for lowercase, and then for figures, and then make all these things work. Uh, also, like, punctuation should have two sets, uh, for caps and for lowercase, with this big black block on the top of the, let's say, period, to close the space. And after this thing, things uh, worked already quite well. So I, I could imagine that some text could be set with this typeface. I decided that it's it is, uh, good enough. Um, it was also, from the very beginning, it was no stencil-ness in it. It was uh, just, um, just a normal, uh, very uh, pointy typeface. But then I realized that it's just not nice to look when the shapes start uh, opening and they create a huge uh, traps uh, during the interpolation and, uh, it still happens on one side, but I was trying to avoid it and I made it, um, uh, stencil and it helped a lot. And this move made me feel much better. I thought like, yeah, that's a huge issue that's solved. So maybe it's good enough.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. how it was. Yeah. It's, it, it sounds like, uh, from the way you're describing it, uh, a giant, Puzzle that was frustrating, but in the end, rewarding because there's some satisfaction of like of that problem solving of of coming yes, to res- yes. resolutions visually that that makes sense.
1: Definitely, it was like that. Um, it was also super nice uh, to test it on people to see how it's if if it's readable or not.
0: So, how do you see this typeface being used? Like, where do you envision its use? <laughs>
1: Actually, that's a very tricky question because, um, like for me, it was mostly an experiment, and I, I was uh, skeptical about the the opportunity to use it. But uh, while working on the specimen for future phones, I was trying to imagine some use, even though I didn't want to like to give the people the the, the straight direction where to go with it and how to experiment with it. Uh, but I thought like maybe it even can be used statically. Uh, for for some some uh, posters or experimental things uh, maybe connected with graffiti or street art, something uh, just very free. Um, that was my idea. But I'm also thinking like I can imagine it somewhere on the web design where you need this animation uh, at some level, and it can be not uh, it can also be done in After Effects, for example. But it's now inside of the typeface, so it's nice to use. And I think, like, as a variable font tool for the websites, it definitely could work. It's just not the governmental websites. <laughs> Some something more like easy and uh, free and experimental.
0: Yes, this is not your <laughs> your average typeface <laughs> that you're gonna see on a big. Uh, uh, old school corporate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not necessarily. Uh, so c- can maybe, uh, excuse my, again, excuse my ignorance on this, because I'm, I'm still learning all of this kind of variable font technology and what's possible as well. I've used lots of variable fonts in the past, but I've always been curious about how the animation, like how to animate a variable font. So you mentioned After Effects, but you also mentioned, uh, write, it, like, can you just maybe describe a little bit more about how one would go about animating a variable font?
1: Um, sure. Uh, I would say that I, as a graphic designer, I didn't use it because I stopped working that much as a graphic designer before the technology uh, was invented. But uh, it's possible to use it in InDesign, in uh, like mostly Adobe programs, Photoshop, InDesign, uh, Illustrator, After Effects. Already, maybe more. Um, I did my animations for the future fonts publication in Drawbot. It's like a small program where you are, uh, coding basically on the Python basis. And then you can use the typeface and, uh, make the animation with the just typing the, the numbers and the speed and all this of kind of things. And it works well for, for some short videos and uh, maybe, yeah, like, for the previews. And I also know that it's possible to use a variable fonts in in web what, with CSS or, like, um, I've checked some instructions because people were also asking me for, like, how to use it. And I found very nice instructions on uh, Dynamo uh, typeface. Um, Di- Dynamo, I would say Dynamo website. And they, they give uh, a lot of instructions how to implement it into the web. So, it's at least it's there. I didn't really go through it uh, very deeply, but yeah, that Excellent. may be useful.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'll get that information for you afterwards and, and stick that in the show notes as well. Stick yes. that link in there. Perfect. Um, do you have any plans for Invert's expansion? Like, where do you want to move forward with it now that it lives out in the world?
1: Yes, um, I do. Actually, it's already basically the Cyrillix is my uh, native script. And I usually, starting from letting, I'm still thinking, like, how would it work in Cyrillic? And that was my first intention to make Cyrillics for that, but it's super. It's it's more tricky than Latin because it has more straight shapes, so it's more like a geometrical, and it doesn't have this room to make something around the letter. So, I started. I didn't finish the whole alphabet, uh, but that's probably happens next step because it's almost done already. And then I was thinking, like, what should be the next? maybe, maybe uh, next access for the typeface. And uh, first I thought, okay, maybe I should manage to make each letter interpolate into the another letter, but oh my that would make it super complicated. <laughs> I was trying with some letters, I think it's possible. Um, it's possible, but then it will simplify everything very much to to some point some system of um, pixels, as for example, something that we can we used to see on the on the clock with the numbers that something disappears, something appears, and then it's a different figure. But that's not where I want to go. I want to to keep the complexity that's already there. So I thought, yeah, maybe maybe it's too much. Maybe it's not it's not possible on this level. Uh, so I thought, and on the other hand, just to make it wider and narrower is also something like too predictable for this typeface so I thought maybe I will try to make um, an italic on its basis it's not that much changes of shapes but some chi- some shapes should change for example A uh, like G done, others so I will try to make it significantly different but still uh, consisting on the same amount of shapes so that all four masters will be interpolatable with each other. I don't think that anyone will ever use it in this uh, super <laughs> complex system. But it's just uh, it's just a nice challenge to try. Wow. And I, I did a letter A and it worked, even though I had to change the basic two masters already because of the amount of pieces that are there and uh, to cut it in other places to make it work. Um, But the the typeface actually is uh, mostly my enjoying of experimenting. Mm -hmm. So I think it should be experimental still. (laughs) And yeah, that's how I see it growing. But I'm also very open for any like interest and recommendations and needs of people who uh, invest in it on future fonts. I would be happy to work on on anything. I was also thinking about the extended Latin But in this case, it's much more complicated than working on the normal typeface because you can't just draw an accent and then put it on top of the existing letters. It should be each letter should be drawn separately and there should be more like pieces. And then the white space around the letter and around the accent is still one big piece. And then I have to split it somehow. So, yeah, um, if someone will come for that, I will definitely take this challenge if someone needs that. But on its own, I think it will stay as a, as a basic Latin thing. My brain hurts,
0: but in the best way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's so interesting that, and I, I, I very much um, applaud you, and I appreciate that, as you said, I think you mentioned, like the weight axis, traditional ax- axes maybe are not quite are too predictable for this typeface. And so it it was born out of experimentation. It will continue to live in and thrive in experimentation. And so I really appreciate that approach to not to uh, none of it is the easy way. uh, But I feel like the way you're going is less of an easy way out in terms of expansion in a good way.
1: Yeah, that was that was a plan. Uh, I was trying to find some other way to make it. Still crazy and uh, still interesting to work on.
0: Wonderful. Now, in talk, paper, scissors tradition, I always like to ask type people, uh, people who work with and in and around type this question, and it's always a difficult one to answer. But, Anna, if you could choose only one typeface to use for the rest of your life, what would it be and why?
1: Oh, (laughs) I was thinking, like, it's super hard question because, um, I can imagine I will be bored with any typeface that actually exists during a few years, especially because I'm a type designer, and uh, it's something that that I'm really sensitive to. Oh, I didn't. I I I don't really know the the best option. It's like to ask for the best song ever that that you will listen forever till the end of your life, and then know, like I will hate any. <laughs> So, (laughs) uh, but I maybe will go for something uh, as I'm a type designer and I can um, can design typefaces. So maybe I'm going to something more like um, classical and something that I will never maybe create myself. Um, What I have in mind is mostly like experimental typefaces of other type designers that I really like, but they will they will probably go out of date with time, so... Hmm. Uh, Maybe a better question, can I
0: rephrase? Oh wait, did you have an answer?
1: Not really. (laughs) I was gonna say,
0: maybe a way to rephrase that or rethink that is, do you have a typeface that you gravitate towards in your everyday work? If you open up a Word document, a Google Doc, whatever you use, and you go to uh, type something that, that that <laughs> you are going to look at, what would you what would you work in?
1: Uh, all right, yeah. In this case, I have an answer uh, because I have the typeface that. Um, we were worked as a team in the Contrast Foundry studio for many years. And it's a very balanced and I would say um, very in some way neutral, uh, grotesque. It's core for SANS, but I know that there is a lot of work invested in it. And I've, I got used to it. Uh, I got used to actually use it for the most um, presentations and uh, things that I designed myself like around that the things that I create myself so I probably would stick with this one and it was also my answer for the for the question forever because it's like the most usable tool for me for now and say that one one more time the which uh, typeface a, was... call for sons boundary sons say... got it okay it's a it's a shorter version Core is contrast foundry, and then the name of the typeface is just Sans. Sans, just plain yes. old, just like the basic one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Strip
0: it. Strip it down to its essentials. <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay, so where can listeners find you online and find your work online as a as a type designer?
1: Um I mostly publish my things that I work on. Uh, in Instagram, so it's like the, the most popular pl- platform for me and I share everything there. Um, now the typeface uh, Invert is available on future fonts and there will be more releases there and I'm preparing um, more things in collaborations that I will still share the links in Instagram, but it will be in future, uh, so this is my main platform for now. Perfect. And and what's your handle on Instagram? It's uh just a second. It's H O R A S H A N N Horashan. Wonderful. Thank
0: you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for talking us through all about kind of this, this cool new typeface that you've created out of experimentation, which is Invert, and it's available now on futurefonts.xyz. Anna, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. And I can't wait to see what other kind of fun experimental things you continue to create.
1: Thank you. It was was a lot of pleasure. I hope that it was not too complex because it's sometimes hard to to get things out but it was Not, super nice thank you
0: it was great and i will again link all of the visuals in the show notes at talkpaperscissors.info so check out that link and check out this the episode show notes in order to see exactly what anna is uh is talking all about so thank you so much thank you